0: Hi everyone, welcome. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. If you haven't heard, we just launched three new granolas, a grain-free apple walnut keto granola, and two ancient grain varieties in vanilla chocolate chip and honey peanut butter. I have to admit, these new flavors are out of control good. Like all Purely granolas, all three are sweetened with coconut sugar, baked with coconut oil, and crafted with the best premium ingredients in order to taste absolutely amazing and make you feel good too. So we have an exclusive deal for our Live Purely listeners on our new granola flavors. Use code LivePurely, that's L-I-V-E-P-U-R-E-L-Y, for 20% off all online orders now through June 30th on PurelyElizabeth.com go ahead and stack up on your new faves, and you'll definitely be thanking me later. I'm joined today by Dr. Josh Axe, a certified doctor of natural medicine, doctor of chiropractic, and clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people get healthy by empowering them to use nutrition to fuel their health. Dr. Josh Axe is the founder of Ancient Nutrition, a food-based supplement line focused on superfoods, and draxe.com, one of the world's largest natural health websites. In this episode, we discuss Dr. Axe's path to natural medicine from healing his mom's cancer diagnosis naturally to his most recent book, Ancient Remedies, which focuses on how to heal with food as medicine. We talk about the differences between traditional Western medicine versus ancient personalized medicine, focusing more on the root cause of disease through protocols like the five elements of Chinese medicine. Dr. Axe shares how emotions affect certain organ systems in our body, his favorite superfoods like bone broth, and his mission for regenerative agriculture. Keep listening to learn more. Dr. Josh Axe, welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful to have you on today. You are a wealth of knowledge and I can't wait to share all of your wisdom with our community. So thanks for being here today.
1: Well, Elizabeth, hey, honored to be on. As I told you right before we jumped on here together, uh, my wife and I and our family have uh, you, you know, used your snacks and uh, cereals and everything over the years. And so anyways, I am a huge fan of all of the uh, incredible products you put out and honored to be on the show today.
0: Thank you. So at Purely Elizabeth, our mission is really to help our consumers thrive on their wellness journey. And I believe you do just that with your mission as well. But I'd love to start at the beginning of your wellness journey. I know you have a super interesting kind of backstory. And so it would be great if you could walk us through that beginning of what got you into the world of natural medicine today.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, my health journey and what really got me into the natural medicine space is a health crisis in my family. You know, growing up, my family was into fitness, but we knew nothing about nutrition. And at 41 years old, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And my family lived in what I'll call the medical model at the time. Anytime we were sick. We went and we got put on drugs and medications, and we just didn't know there was a natural way. So when my mom got that diagnosis, she had a mastectomy, she went through rounds and rounds of chemotherapy, and I still remember this day her losing her hair and how sick she got, and thinking to myself at that time, there's gotta be a better way, and also I wanna help prevent this sort of thing in the future, and that really led me to start to study and learn more. My mom went through all those treatments, by the way, and was diagnosed as being cancer-free, and her doctor said healthy. The crazy thing was, Elizabeth, like she seems sicker than ever. Like when my mom came home, she struggled with chronic fatigue syndrome, hypothyroidism, major digestive issues, and she got put on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. She was just sick and tired all the time, and that was a big memory of my mom growing up—is just how sick she was constantly and always going to doctor's appointments. And so that led me to start to learn. In fact, I remember I was 14 years old, and I said, "I don't know anything about nutrition, but I know." Soda is bad. I I knew that much. And so I stopped drinking soda at like 14, started eating much healthier. And that led me down the path, started to study functional medicine and all these things. And so anyways, I was about to graduate and open up my functional medicine clinic in Nashville, Tennessee. And I got a call from my mom. This is about 11 years later or so. And she says she called me in tears on the phone. And she said, Josh, I've got bad news. I've just been diagnosed with cancer again. What do I do? And I said, Mom, I'll be home. I flew from Florida where I was in school back to Ohio where I grew up. We sat down, we prayed together, we talked about it. She felt really led and so did I to take care of her all naturally. And so we decided to follow a natural route, even though her oncologist at the time said, I think we needed to go in and do surgery and radiation treatments. And we said we want to do this a program, and she said, "Okay, I want to see you in four months. And if there's not a change, then we need to go ahead and do all these do these conventional treatments." So with my mom, she started juicing vegetables every single day. Half of her diet was vegetables, lots of berries, bone broth, wild salmon, uh, mushrooms like reishi, herbs like turmeric, essential oils like frankincense. Started following this natural health protocol. Also started working on her mindset, overcoming fear and worry, and we followed this program for four months, went back and redid a CT scan. And four months later, her oncologist calls the following day. And her exact words were, this is highly unusual. We don't typically see this, but the tumors have shrunk by more than half. Keep doing what you're doing, but we want to see you again. in Nine months, went back nine months later in complete remission. And today my mom's in her late 60s and says she feels better now in her 60s than she did in her 30s. And then I took what I learned and applied that to my practice. And then started developing nutritional products to help people heal, heal naturally with a company I founded called Ancient Nutrition. And then that sort of led me to, to where I am today.
0: Wow. That's so incredible. It gives me chills when you were talking about your mom being 60s today feeling better than she did in her 30s. So it's amazing. And I love hearing stories of food as medicine. It, it's just so profound. Oh yeah. So so you recently came out with, I think it's your fifth book, Ancient Remedies.
1: Right. Yeah. Fifth well, yeah, fifth, fifth with a traditional publisher. Uh, we've self published a couple books with friends. I actually I co authored a great essential oil book with a friend of mine, Jordan Rubin. The book is Ancient Remedies. And this book is is actually it's the book I'm most proud of. It's the book, if somebody were to ask, hey, which of your books do you recommend to pretty much everybody? It's definitely ancient remedies and i get into how to heal using food as medicine how to heal the root cause of diseases using these ancient personalized nutrition protocols that were practiced in ancient asian medicine like tcm traditional chinese medicine ayurveda biblical medicine greek medicine by hippocrates all these different forms of medicine in the book i go through how to heal the superfoods people should be eating and we've gotten really good feedback. In fact, in it being only out for a couple months, it already has over a thousand five-star reviews on Amazon. And that's without us even pushing it. So again, the, the book has done well. But anyways, yeah, I, I have a big passion for ancient Remedies and a big reason is some of these remedies are what saved my, my mom's life and radically change the lives of patients I cared of doing things like reversing hypothyroidism and diabetes and infertility. So these ancient remedies can really work and they also don't have the side effects that all the drugs and surgeries have today.
0: That's amazing. Well, first, congratulations on the success. So quickly on the book. One of the things I love in your book, you quote one of my favorite quotes from Hippocrates, and I'm going to read it. It says, everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help it in its work. The natural healing force within each one of us is the greatest force in getting well. Our food should be our medicine and our medicine should be our food. So this quote to me is just like how Hippocrates and how they knew this way back in the day, and yet we have veered and gone so wrong. And so can you talk a little bit about and how the beginning of the book really talks about where traditional Western philosophies have kind of gone wrong versus what you've seen success in your approaches?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And I want to mention too, a lot of people have heard the beginning of that quote. Not a lot of people have heard the beginning of that quote. In the beginning of that quote, what he says is, You have your own essentially healer inside of you, and so a lot of people think there's a misconception that foods heal you. No, foods heal you. Turmeric doesn't heal you. Blueberries don't heal you. Ashwagandha, no herb, spice, or superfood. None of those heal you. Your body heals itself, and what foods are is they're the building blocks your body uses. They're the nutrients used to support your body in healing itself. Self. And also, a lot of these herbs, what they will do is they will change your body's environment, putting your body in a better environment to heal itself. But that's the cr- thing about this. If you get a cut on your hand, food does not heal the cut. Your body heals itself. If you have an ulcer in your stomach, your body heals that. If you have cancer in your body, your body heals that. If you have a virus or a parasite or Lyme disease, your body kills off the bad and gets your body into a state where it can actually heal and thrive. And so that's the, one of the biggest things to remember in the book. And I would say this is the real difference between conventional medicine. What a lot of people practice today and even integrative medicine and what I call sort of ancient personalized medicine where we're talking about root cause medicine, they're vastly different approaches. Conventional medicine says, like, let me give you an example, hypothyroidism. If somebody has hypothyroidism today, a conventional doctor will say, hey, I'm going to prescribe a drug like Synthroid and it's going to change your symptom, okay? It's going to change your blood work, essentially. But you're not actually better. In fact, Synthroid, and I cover this in the book too, actually it leaches from your body multiple B vitamins so now it's going to cause you to have an adrenal issue in the future and have some other health problems later on down the road so there is not a it's important to remember there's not a single medication or drug that does not have a side effect and that doesn't leach and pull nutrients from your body even a baby aspirin And every single one of them have a side effect. Now, move over and what's a better approach, not the best, but a better approach is more integrative medicine where they're saying, I'm not going to prescribe a medicine. I'm going to prescribe a nutritional supplement and maybe some different foods or a specific type of a diet, like a keto diet or a vegan diet or a paleo diet or something like that. So that's a better approach because you're using things that are natural. You're not going to have the side effects and people will see improvement there. Maybe it's 50, maybe it's 20% improvement, 50, 80%. But to truly for somebody to see a complete transformation, you need to go to the dictionary and look at what the definition of health is. It's health in body, mind and spirit. You got to treat the whole person. And you also need to personalize their approach. I can tell you this, the keto diet isn't for everybody, but there are a subgroup of people, maybe 20% of the population to where it is a amazing diet. So it just really depends on the person. This is what Chinese medicine tapped into. They called it the five elements. This is what Ayurveda tapped into. It's called the doshas and really personalizing a diet plan. So if when I had a patient come in with hypothyroidism, I would say, I'm going to treat this person like they're my own family. I'm going to treat the root cause of disease. So here's what that would look like. I would say, okay, why do you have low thyroid hormones? Well, it's because your adrenals. And let's even say it's Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's your adrenals and now your gut, your digestive system, are actually draining and affecting your thyroid because the adrenals really support the thyroid in a big way. So we we need to support those two organ systems. So let's go ahead and support the adrenals with the nutrients it needs. Let's take some adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha and reishi mushroom. Uh, For the gut, let's go ahead and let's change that. Let's get out the gluten and casein. Let's consume some of those rebuilding foods like bone broth, pears and blueberries, wild caught fish, and then those sort of foods. And then some herbs like ginger and astragalus. Let's heal up that area. And then the emotional root. Fear causes adrenal issues to then affect your thyroid. Anxiety actually directly affects the thyroid. So what are you anxious about? For me, and listen, everybody has different religious beliefs, and I respect those. But for me, it's really turning to God and saying, God, I'm not in control, you are, I'm gonna spend time in prayer, I'm gonna spend time in meditation, I'm gonna give you the things I can't control and trust that you're a perfect and good father and you're gonna take care of the rest. I'm just called to love people, I'm called to help make earth a heavenly place and bless others and so I'm gonna do that but I'm not gonna live in a state of fear and worry and anxiety. So when somebody starts to, one, you improve your diet and follow the perfect diet that is perfect for you and the condition you have. When you start to take those specific supplements, herbs, and superfoods, and you start to free yourself and change your mindset, boom, all of a sudden hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's disease, heals 100 percent when somebody practices root cause medicine but that's really the difference there between when we're looking at the way that mainstream medicine is today versus what i call more ancient forms of medicine that that's really the difference
0: it's incredible i think you have this quote in your book or statistic i should say that 74 percent of most doctors visits end in a prescription written and yet right. How many, as you just said, of those are effective and they're just treating the symptoms? Well,
1: you know, a similar stat that's right up there, they said around 70, I've seen numbers as high as, low as fifteen, up to 80%. So let's say it's a very similar number in the amount of doctors visits that are stress related too. And that's the other thing is so many doctors, they do not really know how to practice or don't prescribe or recommend the right things to relieve stress. You know, and, and some of them might say you need to reduce stress. Okay, <laughs> what does how that do mean? I do that? Right. Maybe some of them will say do yoga and meditate. What do you, What what is that even? What does that mean? How do I apply that? But anyways, yes, I, I it's you know seventy four percent is a uh, you know it's a it's a pretty high number, and I and I actually believe ninety eight percent of doctors' visits are unnecessary in the way they are i think what we call alternative medicine today where somebody sees a nutritionist or a functional med doctor or a chiropractor or an acupuncturist or something like that those should be primary care those should be the first things people go to our medical care system of surgery and drugs should be the last resort in most cases
0: absolutely so as you talked about personalized plans and getting to that root cause, along with traditional Chinese medicine and the five elements. Can you kind of unpack that more and talk through what that looks like? And if you're kind of just starting out on this journey, how do you figure out what is your element?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I have a quiz in my new book, Ancient Remedies. And by the way, the the book, I I think it's on sale right now on amazon.com. You can uh, go to Amazon and just search Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies and find the book, take the quiz in there. But generally speaking, here's how this works. And so it's like, if anybody's ever taken Enneagram or a DISC profile or Myers-Briggs, those are personality profiles. Well, in ancient Asian medicine, what they did was is they said, okay, here's what we found through doing millions of individual case studies. We found that just like you have individuals that have unique personalities, those personalities also correlate with certain diets that are better for different people. And I'll give you an example of this. I wanna start with the emotional component and then dig into the others. A lot of people don't realize this, but What causes you to get a specific condition, like why does one person get hypothyroidism, another person hyperthyroidism, another person inflammatory bowel disease or autoimmune disease, another person heart disease, it's based on the emotions you experience. Different emotions affect different organ systems. So if somebody, think about this, if somebody gets really stressed or has anxiety, like that sort of emotion, what happens? Your blood pressure goes up. So we know that a certain type of emotional stress causes your blood pressure to raise. If a child gets really scared at night and fearful, they can wet the bed. Why? Because nightmares and fear cause dysfunction of your kidneys and urinary bladder. And also, they actually affect your... Reproductive organs as well. So if somebody has a lot of fear of failure, fear of disappointing others, that can cause infertility and other emotional conditions. We know fear also affects those adrenal glands, right? We know fear affects adrenals. A few others, grief. If somebody has a lot of, if they've had something happen to them in the past and they are still living it with it today, they have not been able to let go and move on from something It could be emotional abuse, sexual abuse, some sort of trauma in life, and they're still living with, like like unforgiveness is a prime example of this. That totally shuts down your immune system. It's your lungs and your colon where all your probiotics live. Those areas are the primary areas of your immune system. And so if somebody lives with that, it's going to cause autoimmune disease. It's going to weaken their immune system if they live with that for a long period of time. Think about this worry. If somebody worries a lot, they'll say, uh, I feel like I'm getting an upset. Like I, I feel like my stomach is tied in knots. Yeah. <laughs> is what they'll say. So that's worry. So we know and anger affects the liver and gallbladder. So different emotions affect different organ systems, and that's really the, one of the biggest causative factors of why you get a certain condition. Combined with diet and then genetics to a degree, but all three of those factors play a role in what you're coming. What can cause you to have whatever health problem you're struggling with. So in ancient Chinese medicine, and TCM, what they did is they found, okay, so they, they said there's five different elements. You've got fire, earth, metal, water, wood. And basically they just corresponded. it may sound silly, but they just corresponded them with things in nature so they could, we could better understand them. And they found, okay, if, and, and I can tell by looking at most people what element they are. What am I? <laughs> you are most likely, you could be a metal, or you could be, I know I'm going to say quite a few here, uh, a metal, a fire, or wood. But I can determine now, I've I got it down to three. So so here's what I know based on appearance. For myself, when you look at my body type, I'm very thin and long and I'm very wiry. If You, you can see like the veins in my arms. I'm very lean. I could eat all day, not put on. And so I look like a tree to a degree, kind of wider <laughs> shoulders. kind of. So it's just... So I'm a wood element and the emotion I experience when I come into conflict is frustration and impatience. Okay, so those together, you know, okay, I'm a wood element. For metal elements, and by the way, with that, I am most prone to liver or gallbladder issues if I get out of balance. Because frustration and impatience can lead to anger and that emotion affects the liver. So the next one let's talk about metal element metal element they tend to have sort of bigger cheekbones you you can see kind of those prominent cheekbones and also sometimes a wider bridge of the nose uh a lot of times metal elements are very organized they're very strategic and i would guess there's a good chance you're a metal element but i don't know that for sure but if you're very i can follow
0: some of those for sure (laughs) yeah
1: and so in metal elements the biggest issue that they tend to have is it could be immune system related or digestive related or lung related but it's going to be one of those issues if they if they have an issue and the the emotion that they're most at risk at to where for me it's frustration patients a metal element would be much more discouraged they keep thinking about oh i could have done that better or this could have been done better or keep they keep going to the past gravitating towards the past that's their weak point if it's not fixed. But metal, in terms of their strength is, they are so systematized and organized and they actually probably get more done than almost any other element. So so metals are, 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 my mom's a metal element, by the way, I got a lot of family members that are. And so anyways, that's metal element. Fire element, by the way, this also can correlate with nationalities and tend to be certain nationalities more than others. Okay. So th- fire element, they're very Passionate. They tend to be charismatic. They're magnets for people. They love being around people. They sort of, you know, be in the center of attention. Think about a fiery Hispanic woman or a very charismatic Italian man or vice versa, right? It's, there's passion, there's charisma. So that's the heart. They're most susceptible to heart issues, blood pressure, is like issues of the heart and cardiovascular system are what they're most at risk for. Their strength is their passion, their energy. And what they bring there so and then you have that the water element my wife Chelsea is a water element water elements when it comes to their giftings. They're very wise. They're very also go with the flow. They're wise. They're deep. They love reading books. They tend to be a little bit more introverted. They tend to be but water elements their weakness is fear their organ system is related to the adrenal glands and reproductive organs. And then you have the earth element. Earth elements are, their body type is more round, okay? They tend to have more big features, like it could be bigger lips, could be bigger legs, that sort of thing. Earth elements, if they were a dog, they would be a golden retriever. Like they're the people you're like, man, I just love, like, you know, they're full of joy, They're fun, they're great to be around. They've got a great laugh, but they are most susceptible to worry, and worry affects the spleen, the pancreas, and the stomach. So, your upper GI, and they're most at risk for conditions like diabetes and insulin resistance, so, blood sugar issues. And so, all that being said, but then certain foods support each type green foods, like, and this is correlated with spring. Support wood elements, so sprouts and sour foods like Granny Smith apples, very, very nourishing to a wood element, especially in season in the summer months that 's fire element. Those people are going to do great with coffee and dark chocolate and beets, so those brown and dark red foods, pomegranate, earth elements they 're going to do very good with foods that are orange, think fall. Think about the food you 're eating over Thanksgiving, right? Pumpkins, squash, all those sorts of foods are very nourishing. Uh, cinnamon. Uh, the metal element is going to do good with the immune foods which are white or light yellow think about light yellow foods and how they're all good for the immune system or tend to be ginger miso onion garlic chicken bone broth these are all immune supportive foods that are very very good for the metal element and then water are going to be dark blues dark purples very dark greens like seaweed blueberries they're going to be nourishing to those. And so anyways, I have the quiz in my book. People can find out their element. Uh, and, and I have a personalized diet in there, meal plan, recipes, all that as well. But uh, that, that, that's how the ancients looked at it uh, to a degree and created personalized plans is that th- that was part of the system.
0: That's fascinating. So along with the foods that are specific then to that element, are there also specific exercises or like if you're fire, is it good or bad to do, say, hot yoga? Is it the opposite or the... Good. Good.
1: Good. Okay. Yeah, they, they would do good with hot yoga. Waters would have a hard time. And think about, I could go for now, I'm going to just spend one minute on this because I could go for so long on it. Yeah, no, I love this but but, 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 but the analogies... And they're all spot on. Like, and I think God really created these things to be simplistic. I don't think they're cre- I, I don't. I, I think these patterns were intended. But think about a water element in a very, very hot yoga class. Evaporation, right? I mean, that's essentially what starts to happen. But the yoga that water elements do best in are why? Why, why do they call it a yoga flow? Right? Like a vinyasa yoga. Yeah. Water elements like just love that sort of flow. By the way, like in productivity, wood elements and metals do very, very good together because it's like metal chops wood, kind of like keeps things going. Like those two are very productive together. However, you know, you have elements, there are cycles to where, you know, certain personality characteristics of certain elements affect others. So there's a whole book called, I think it's called Feng Shui Five Elements. And it really goes through how these different personalities connect like my wife is a water and I'm a wood so my so what is water to a wood water is super nur- n- nurturing to a plant right it, it is critical yeah, because right. they, they go deep and then wood elements are all about leadership and vision and so in order to create a bigger vision in order to have a healthier tree you got to have deep roots you've got to have it the water there but if it rains too much so so if my wife would be too go with the flow and 200 and not want to do anything they would be like okay there's too much water here like we got <laughs> so anyways there, there, there's a lot of analogies that could be used um in metal elements what do they do they help the waters with structure they help structure for everybody and here's the truth all of us have to a degree some sort of the five elements in us but all of us have a has a dominant element sometimes Over time, we can change a little bit. For instance, almost every time you have a woman become a mother, once they give birth, they tend to go a little more earth element. And it's mother nature. It's, hey, I'm your protector. I'm your caregiver. I'm here to, like, those elements start to be strengthened during that time.
0: So you brought up something about patterns. And I love how you showed the examples in your book about, the patterns of food and what their benefits are like taking walnuts for example for your sure, brain sure yeah that to me is just fascinating and it's like everything is at the end of the day it's so simple yet we complicated things so much over time
1: we really have i mean you know it, it is it is sad to me elizabeth what happens today is people worship mainstream medicine I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, as a country, we have become so blind to the fact of, like, hey, Dr. You know, whatever said this, you know, I would just say Dr. Fauci, like, he said it. Oh, then it's true. Sure. Or the CDC or the government said it. Oh, so it must be true. And then really, you look at these ancient forms of medicine that have been practiced for 4,000 plus years that have been proven by millions of individual case studies where our medicine today is around 150 years old and it's biased research by a pharmaceutical company who's profiting on what they're saying. So people tend to say, oh, Chinese medicine, i discredit it when it is far more accurate and effective than Western medicine today, especially in the United States. So all that being said, I think it's really important to remember that as we're talking about this is that, you know what, like these ancient forms of medicine are so highly accurate and um, it's just an important thing to remember. So, you know, um, and and remind me what you asked me because I was about to get out on my own tangent and I'll I'll bring it back in here.
0: I was just making a comment about the patterns. Yeah, Okay. simple. It's simple.
1: Yeah. So let me get into this. And I think this is just profound. Yeah, and and I love this quote from the Bible, and it says, you know, God made the simple ways of the world to confound the wise. People that are wise and prideful is what that means. They think they know it all. They think they're smarter than God. They think they're smarter than creator. They're not. And so these simple ways of the world, like having your own home garden, using common sense with your health, it is greater than today's greatest science by a million times. So, you know, science today, I mean, even today... The FDA and these companies are still so confused by telling us what to eat. They keep changing it. I mean, now it's still a low-fat diet. It's unbelievable. So all that being said is, so the ancients knew based on three things, what food to prescribe for what condition where to support what organ system, the shape of the food the color of the food, and the flavor of the food. So let's talk about shape, and I think God made it pretty obvious, hey, eat this food for this. Like that's why, or else it would be random chance. Are you yeah. telling me all these things I'm about to say are random chance, we don't have a crater? Here we go, walnuts. First, it looks like a head. You crack it open, it has two hemispheres like your brain. Walnuts are high in choline, vitamin E, and omega-3 fatty acids, and of all the nuts and seeds, they are the healthiest. For your brain. They're an amazing brain superfood. And in clinical studies, that's been proven. You've got beets. Cut them open, they look like your blood. Studies have shown it's the number one food to increase nitric oxide, which sends more blood flow and strengthens your heart and cardiovascular system. You've got celery. Hold up a stock of celery to your forearm, it looks just like your bones. It's rich in calcium and vitamin K. And it's one of the most, if not the most, alkalizing of all the vegetables. So it helps build your bones. Think about something like uh, reishi mushroom. Google search reishi mushroom online. It looks just like your kidneys and your adrenals that sit right on top of them. And so it's been known as being an adrenal tonic for thousands of years. Kidney beans, of course, look like your kidneys. An avocado looks like the uterus. Avocados are rich in magnesium, potassium, which helps relax the uterus, and monounsaturated fats that are really great for balancing hormones. You've also got onions that look like your cell. They're high in a nutrient called quercetin, which actually helps strengthen your mitochondria and actually cleanse your cells. Coconuts look like your head. Inside coconut's a liquid, and so actually coconuts have been shown that liquid inside is representative of your cerebral spinal fluid, so it supports all of your body's fluids, and it has that coconut inside of it has medium-chain fatty acids. Those fats are great for your brain. You cut open carrots, it actually looks like your eyes. Studies have shown that beta carotene in carrots is great for eye health think about tomatoes. This one's incredible. Tomatoes. They're red. A tomato has four chambers. Your heart has four chambers. It's rich in lycopene and really incredible nutrients. Great for your heart health. And I've got a few more, but I'm going to stop there just to say, well, let me just go through a few others. You got olives, which are great for your ovaries. Okay, They contain a unique unique form of antioxidants that are great for reproductive health. And figs look like testes. They even have little seeds in them that look like sperm. Those were prized in Roman culture for fertility. So anyways, all that being said, it is amazing when you look at these foods. And then sour foods activate the liver, bitter the heart, sweet the pancreas. And when I say this too, the other thing is you don't want to go too far out of balance. So where sweet foods are actually good for your pancreas, like cinnamon, and sweet potatoes and pumpkin. So that real light sweetness. But if you go overboard, like refined sugar, now you're going to overtax that organ system rather than nourish it. So there's always a balance there as well.
0: I feel like this would make such a great children's book or something to teach kids early on about nutrition. And as they're, you know, learning these benefits through the visual food it would be awesome. For someone who's just turning out, starting out on that health journey and talking back to the simplicity of everything, like where do you tell client, someone to start and that general knowledge of what's that one thing you can change in your diet, your routine to get either back on track or just in a more elevated health space? Yeah, I
1: think the so number one recommendation would be, this might just sound uh, super simple, but just change breakfast. You don't have to change everything. But think about this, if you just change breakfast, you're changing a third of your diet. Like That's a pretty big change. So I think, and if you can start to learn what your body personally does well with, and whether it's from taking the five elements quiz in my book or reading up online, hey, if you've got blood sugar issues, read some of the best breakfast foods for blood sugar, that sort of thing. But I would just try and change breakfast. The next thing I would do is just educate yourself. On a daily or weekly basis, you you can subscribe to my newsletter on drax.com. There's lots of other great articles and people who produce great newsletters. But just read and learn and listen to the health podcast, like your podcast here, Elizabeth. Like, Just continue to learn. And slowly, like, you'll just become more aware. And that awareness is so key. You'll start to take more action there. And I would say also, those, those are the two big things. And then the third would be try and have a plan. Just say, okay, I'm not going to try and be perfect but I'm going to try and eat real healthy Monday through Friday and then Friday night, and maybe Saturday, Sunday, you take off, you know, but the other five days you eat really, really good, but just have a plan in place. And if you follow off it, hey, get right back on. But I think having somewhat of a plan is another great place to start.
0: That's great. So switching gears a little bit to ancient nutrition, your brand of supplements and other products. I'd love if you could share about your products, your mission, and I would also love you to talk about your ranch project.
1: Sure. Well, yeah, one of the things I have a big passion for is saving the world with superfoods. And I really believe we're all called to do a few things, but one of those things is love people, and love the planet. And so with that, and loving the planet means taking an area and literally turning it into a heavenly place. Uh, Like if if people have heard of the Garden of Eden, it's like, you know, if there's trash in an area and it's all beat up, you can turn that place into a paradise. We can turn the Sahara Desert into a tropical rainforest if we tried. We actually could do it because actually what happens is, is you plant certain plants in different areas and do certain things. You actually change the environment. And by the way, th- this is documented. They've done this at certain areas in the world where they've planted certain things. And then different animals come to that area. And actually the, the reason why it rains in a certain area is based on the, the things that are grown there. And so it's pretty incredible. So all that being said, with Ancient Nutrition, that's a company I co-founded with, my, with, with one of my best friends, Jordan Rubin. So we founded this company to create the world's most powerful superfoods in supplement form. And so I'm just going to go through a few of those and then I want to talk about healing the planet and healing people. And this is going to apply to everybody. But, you know, I think, you know, for us, we went through and we said, what are the most important things for people to take? And we want to get these as food-based supplements. And that's an important distinction. So many people today, if somebody's going to a, their drugstore or a conventional grocery store and buying their supplements, most of the time, those things are like, I'll give you an example, like a lot of the calcium supplements today, the mineral they're using is literally from limestone. It's called calcium carbonate. It's a form of calcium too, that actually can get lodged in your arteries and it causes calcification of your arteries, increasing heart disease. So when you're taking these fake and synthetic supplements, they're actually side effects. They're not even good for you, in my opinion. And so that being said, when you're buying supplements, you want to make sure there's foods on the label, right? You want to make sure there's foods, there's herbs, they're they're fermented or have probiotics. These things are critical. And so Jordan and I really said, you know what? These things saved the health of ourselves and our families. And so for instance, we came out with a bone broth powder called bone broth protein because I used to prescribe my patients in the past To drink bone broth every day because it's such an incredible healing food the problem though is compliance like for people to make their own bone broth every (laughs) single day was so much work so he said okay let's make bone broth just pull the water out so it's dehydrated now it's a bone broth powder that people can add into smoothies and that sort of thing and to me this is the number one supplement i take every day because bone broth actually this is incredible 30 percent of all the protein in your body is collagen. So, our skin, hair, nails, bones, ligaments, tendons, our gut lining, our arterial walls, these are made up of primarily collagen. It's probably the biggest thing we're missing in our diet today, in my opinion, is bone broth. So, that being said, we came up with a bone broth protein powder because it's missing in our diet. We, just, we're, we weren't trying to just create another vitamin that everybody has access to that's healthy. We wanted to create products that people actually need and we'll see changes. So, bone broth protein, we have an incredible multi collagen protein supplement. That has all of these forms of collagen. And actually, we believe it's by far the most powerful collagen on the market. It's not like just the other collagen peptide supplements. This actually has type 2 collagen, has that form of collagen called eggshell membrane, which has all the clinical studies. So anyways, collagen bone broth is one key thing I think is important. Probiotics, especially the soil-based organisms that we're not getting in our diet anymore, those are more, these are more the king of probiotics. So those are important, I think taking vitamins and minerals that are made with food, right? And that are yep. fermented uh, and some that are methylated. We're finding it can be important too. So we do those, a green superfood powder, those sort of things. So anyways, we created a whole supplement line and people can find these by just Googling Dr. Axe Ancient Nutrition or going on Amazon and searching Ancient Nutrition Collagen and that sort of thing or bone broth. Uh, so you can find it by Ancient a company. Now we have set what's called our Ranch Project, which stands for regenerative agriculture, nutrition, and climate health. And what we're seeing is today, now listen, I'm not a person, and I'm I'm saying this because there's a lot of people, a lot of politically charged sides (laughs) out there, okay? I, I personally do not believe that some of what's being put out by the Democratic Party in terms of the climate, in terms of what's happening to a large degree in global warming, I actually don't believe that's the big issue. I think they're using that as a political stunt. However, on the Republican side, what the, you guys gotta, we gotta worry about the environment. Yes, it does matter. Yes, we are called to be stewards. And so for me, like believing like that we've got a God who blessed us with this amazing earth, I feel called to steward it. Like I wanna leave this planet better for my kids. Like, Oh, we just had my one-year-old daughter's birthday. Her name's Arwen just literally three days ago. And we had my family in town, Chelsea's family in town. And like, like I want her to be able to go out and put her feet in the dirt and be able to breathe in good air. And the truth is we are harming the environment. And the, the biggest way we're doing it is through here. This might surprise some people, The biggest way we're destroying our environment is not the exhaust of cars. It's not a pipeline that goes from, you know, the Dakotas through wherever. The biggest way we're destroying our environment today by 10 times is conventional agriculture. So when we're talking about someone destroying the environment, Bill Gates, the largest owner in farmland, one of the biggest owners in companies like Monsanto. Yep. Those are the biggest destroyers of the environment today in my, this, in my professional opinion because when you till the crop, the soil, and you plant a genetically modified annual crop, so annual means it grows one time, then you have to replant it and grow it again. A perennial crop means it grows and produces year after year after year. So an annual crop is going to be soybeans, corn wheat, those sort of things, where a perennial crop is going to be blueberries, apple trees, you know, those sort of things that every year they grow, you just have to tend to them, not replant them. But when you dig up the ground, what happens? Carbon is released in the air, and then carbon actually starts to change and harm the environment. And then what happens? That carbon is fantastic in the earth, it's bad in the air. When carbon is in the earth and we farm properly, you start to get rich topsoil full of nutrients. I mean, you've probably heard this statistic, Elizabeth, but if you compare the nutrients in a tomato today to 100 years ago, it has about 75% less nutrients.
0: That's incredible.
1: And so that's what we're doing today. So the ranch project is all we are planting 10 million trees over the next 10 years. So we are planting. 10 million trees over the next 10 years, and not just any trees, superfood trees. We're planting things like moringa trees, which are some of the most nutrient dense leaves on the planet. We are growing mulberry bushes, and mulberries have these incredible, actually the leaves of mulberry trees were used in Chinese medicine to heal viruses and fight infections and boost your immunity. So we're growing all of these superfood trees, 10 million of them we're planting, and with that, that's going to help transform the environment. We're going to take these. We're going to also put them in, soup, in, in food products and sell them to other companies in the future. We're going to train other farms to do this. But again, we, we, we got to think. And by the way, we own, myself and Jordan, we own 5,000 acres of certified organic land. Some of it in uh, the Missouri and the Ozark area. And then we own a lot in Tennessee, okay, South, South Tennessee area. And with this, we grow our own CBD hemp products as well. We manufacture our own products and do all this ourselves. But again, we really believe like, and by the way, when we bought the land in Missouri, it was dirt and rock. Okay. We went and we brought in a lot of very healthy cows. We bought in water, buffaloes, yaks, a type of cow called a zebu uh, that has a hump on its back, kind of like a camel. It stores water. They're much healthier genetically. And we had these animals do what's called the biblical, or today it tends to be referenced as the New Zealand great ultra high density grazing method, where you have the animals go and urinate and defecate on the soil and they graze the land. Well, after doing that, we now have lush green pastures, the entire, almost 5,000 acres of land. So literally, you can buy a land that's dirt and rock. And if you have the animals eat certain foods and then go and urinate and defecate on it, then grass grows, then they eat there again, and then they do it more. You're building back topsoil. And then what happens, you can plant plants in that area, which then have more nutrients. So those foods become more nutrient dense themselves. So we have a whole strategy for this, but we are really, our biggest thing as a company is being on a mission to help heal the planet, which is also going to ha- better help p- heal people. And people can Google search this. They can, look up Ancient Nutrition Ranch Project or Dr. Axe or Jordan Rubin Ranch Project. But Ancient Nutrition Ranch Project, it's where we're planting 10 million trees over the next 10 years and helping helping heal the planet.
0: Well, congratulations. That's an amazing pledge and regenerative agriculture is definitely the way of the future. We are certainly at Purely Elizabeth looking at ways that we can change our ingredient sourcing and so we might be coming to you to buy some of those Absolutely. raw ingredients. So in closing I just want to finish with some quick rapid fire Q&A.
1: Awesome, let's do it.
0: All right, favorite mushroom. Rishi. Favorite essential oil.
1: Frankincense.
0: Favorite immune boosting herb.
1: Astragalus.
0: Favorite beauty enhancing herb.
1: Probably Shisandra
0: three random things that you're currently loving. Could be podcasts, TV show, product.
1: Sure, number one is my daughter. She's one years old and we started playing Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And she, have you ever heard the hot diggity dog song? Even yeah. has kids. So anyways, she does this like little dance when she does it. So if you want to know my number one thing I'm loving right now is watching my daughter who's one kind of do her own version of her hot diggity dog dance song. So that's number one. Number two, uh, let's see here. I am loving um, gardening. So before I I didn't have a home, now I I owned all this regenerative agriculture land, but Chelsea and I just bought some land. And so we are doing a lot of our own gardening now. We have a lot of beds. So we've got kale and beets and asparagus and blueberry bushes and persimmon trees and fig tree. Anyway, so we're doing a lot of planting ourselves, and I'm absolutely loving that. And uh, let me see, the other thing is um, man, I, I'm just loving reading. I, I, I read a lot, but I'm reading even more now. And I, I read a lot of John Maxwell books on leadership. And uh, so, anyways, I'm loving just spending a little bit more time reading.
0: Perfect. The favorite way to start your day?
1: In prayer. I go on a prayer walk and I just get in a state of gratitude and I just thank God for everything. And that's how I start my day. And then the next thing I do afterwards is I do a superfood smoothie or a great breakfast. And then I spend time. Uh, and I intend to get a workout in.
0: And the last question, your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey.
1: Wow. Number one, non-negotiable. I mean, for me, it's bone broth. I mean, I do bone broth. If it's the number one, I guarantee this by far, it's the number one food I've consumed over the past few years, but I do it as a powder as bone broth protein from ancient nutrition. And I'll tell you like my gut is the health has been, perfectly healthy, my joints, my, you know, I I just have felt great. So anyways, that's a bone broth is the, you know, my number one non-negotiable superfood I get every day.
0: Perfect. Well, we will leave with that. And in closing, where can uh, our listeners find you?
1: Uh, People can uh, check out my new book. It's called Ancient Remedies. If you just go on Amazon or your local bookstore, search Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies, you'll find the book. And also there's a reference index in the back where if you have any condition, it goes through exactly how to heal it using... Herbs and foods, Instagram and, 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 uh, and Facebook, just at Dr. Josh Axe. And then on my website, draxe.com. That's D R A X com. Lots of articles, recipes, and our store is on there as well. And Elizabeth, want to say, hey, it was an honor being on today. Again, if you, go, if you would look in my pantry right now, <sighs> you are going to find some purely Elizabeth products in there. And uh, we're so grateful for you and the incredible superfood products you've been putting out. And again, uh, thanks for having me on today.
0: Thank you so much. This was so wonderful to connect with you. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.